Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. what we're going to do today. Sometimes you watch a segment on wrestling TV and of course we give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down. But sometimes it's somewhere in the middle. Like you get a little good from it but you also get some bad. So for one week only I am introducing this. That's right. It's happy and sad Octopus Man because look he has an angry face and we're going to hold that up when one of these segments go awry but then you can turn him inside out and he's all happy. So as well as the ups and downs this octopus will also be reviewing the show. And as ever, you're going, why do I watch this? And as always, I don't know. Hello, my name is Cyber One Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. We did just get a new episode of Monday Night Raw. So let's give the good bits up and the bad bits down. See what the octopus is going to do. TV started Raw this week, and every time The Miz does this, he does that whole thing where he goes, Welcome to Miz TV, the most important, most watched wrestling show ever. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, it's not. This isn't even scheduled programming. Like, you just sit down to watch Raw, and sometimes we get Miz TV, and sometimes we don't get Miz TV. So next time, I expect him to say, Oh, welcome to Miz TV, the unscheduled program that sometimes your eyes get a hold of. I don't know what I'm talking about. Paul Heyman was his guest and the Miz was all just like, oh, Paul Heyman, I love you, I want to give you a hug. And he even explained, point to point, what it means to be the briefcase holder if you win money in the bank. He was even like, man, I'll have it backstage and then my music will hit awesome and I'll come down and I'll pin the champion. I was like, all right, bro, we get it. It is different this year, though, because Heyman said it doesn't matter who wins that match because they will have to take on our tribal chief, which means they have a 0% chance of winning. I was like, wait a minute, Paul, that's not correct math. I mean, even I would have a chance, because all I have to do is get a nice table and shine it up, and Roman would probably be distracted, and I could hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. One, two, three, new unified champ. Anyway, eventually Riddle did come out, so that's 89 interruptions in WWE, and 147 overall, and he wasn't happy at all, and I tell you, the job we've done for this man, he is over. They quickly got talking about testicles because, of course, we did that last week and it was kind of funny. So why don't we do it again when Riddle got that microphone and said, listen, I am taking on Roman Reigns on Friday and I am going to win because as far as I'm concerned, the only way he is going to be victorious is if he kills me. Now, I fully expect to get to SmackDown and Roman will sue Riddle. <laughs> 
cut off his head. We also threw some stakes in there too, because if Riddle does win, of course he becomes the champ. But if he loses, he is never allowed to challenge for these belts again, as long as Roman reigns as the champion. Now, what I would do is I would come up with another stipulation where somehow Riddle can win the Raw title. Then we can have a championship back on Monday nights. But I do enjoy how much intensity we're putting into this even though no part of my being actually thinks Riddle's going to win. The Usos then arrived after Heyman called them to the ring, and so did the Street Profits, because that's our new feud. But all of this praise deserves to go on Riddle's shoulders, because he has taken this character, and now he is coming across with a bit more edge, which also makes him feel a bit more serious. Very, very interested to see what we do in a few days. And this is getting up. As well as smiley octopus face. Quick John Cena return package sat in between all of this when WWE did its favourite thing, which is where we have two tag teams having a programme together. So let's take one guy and let's take the other guy and have them have a one-on-one match. So it was Jimmy Uso versus Montez Ford with Jimmy going absolutely nuts because he threw Montez into the ring apron. And yes, I checked twice, three times, four. That's the hardest part of the ring. So then a few seconds later, Montez Ford gave him a spine buster. And I tell you, one of these days, that has to be a finishing move because it really busts your spine. They were going proper back and forth, especially when Jimbo was able to hit a Samoan drop and push Montez Ford into reach of the ring post. That just woke Montez up though, because when Jim went to do it again, Ford was able to get out of the way, meaning one half of the tag team champions clonked his head against the steel. They were then tussling on the top. <coughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Well, we got a Hurricane Rana. And just when Ford was about to hit his majestic frog splash, Jimmy Uso got the knees up. And I cannot believe this happened. The impact was so bad as it would be because you've just jumped from a great height. Jimmy just went, okay, well, I'm going to pin this guy. And the ref went one, two, three. Now, somebody had told me beforehand, oh, Simon, it's most devastating moving all the small so the surprise roll up. No, it wasn't. What happened is that Ford's ribs had been destroyed and Uso took advantage of that. And it's these small things that I love in professional wrestling and things that WWE does not do enough. So I am going to give it an up. And of course, I'm getting my octopus friend, smiley face. We then went in really hard with the Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes stuff. And we even had a video and we should do this. We should turn it into one of the greatest moments ever when Mr. Rollins was having a sit-down interview with Kevin Patrick. He wanted to know if Seth was remorseful last week, and Rollins' answer, as always, was just, (laughs) which he did for around about 72 hours. But he also admitted, look, I agree with everything I said last week, but I also believe Cody to be a virus. Somewhere Don Callis went, what? Seth also believes that Rhodes is not only a danger to himself, but to WWE, given what he did at the pay-per-view premium live event and said finally this American nightmare is over meaning Monday Night Rollins has returned. Then Switch are talking about money in the bank and I just died man I tell you I died because we learned that it was going to be Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles in a qualifying match later and it doesn't matter what the year or how much time passes if you want to qualify for a stipulation match you got to go through AJ Styles. Rollins then basically called AJ a bum when he teleported into the room and he'd beat up Seth Rollins and said that was for Cody. And I like that because, again, it's good to keep that name in people's brains. And I actually liked all of this. Seth kind of came across like he's even more unhinged than usual. Getting an up. Where's he gone? There he is. Smiley face. And then it was actually Dana Brooke versus Becky Lynch for the 24-7 title part two. Actually, no, that's wrong. It's part three. And well, I say actually, but it wasn't actually at all. 
because this was a destruction. Becky Lynch walked to the ring. She looked at Dana Brooke, was offended by her face. So absolutely destroyed her. I mean, at one point, I thought she was dead. I mean, she threw her into Barry Barricade and stopped her into Alan the Announce Table. It's one of those times where my stupid name takes away the gravitas from what we just saw, because this was quite serious. And so it just goes to show all these people last week going, oh my gosh, I can't believe me. this is the Becky Lynch. It's the end, it's the end. Well, clearly the people in the back had a plan, or at least they heard you, and now they've changed track. We also made sure to remind you that the 24-7 title is a piece of garbage, because Becky Lynch got on the microphone after this and said, you can keep that, I don't care about it. But she also started to spit fire here. This was like an unhinged Bex kind of liked it. She also mentioned Money in the Bank, so I presume she's going to try and get in that. And just when she was going to finish Dana off for good, out came Oscar to make the save. So we're continuing that feud. And yeah, while it feels a little bit unfair to do all this stuff with Dana last week and then kick her out the window... It really worked for Lynch. I'm giving it up. Really need to keep this guy in frame. Happy face. Then you got some clips of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Ash winning past Money in the Banks, and I had totally forgotten about that, so what's wrong with my brain? When we found out that we were going to have another qualifying match, this time for the women, and it was Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan taking on Nikki Ash and Doodrop. Destra as a tag team match. Now I get it, there's only so much time, but couldn't we have done one versus one and one versus one instead of just going, well, you have four minutes and, you know, we really need to get this going, so please go out there and do your thing. I mean, if we're meant to care about the briefcase, we need to care about everything leading up to the briefcase, so you can't just go, we need to sort something out, so let's just do this. I also felt like there was huge potential with this Nikki Ash and Dewdrop stuff. I thought the dynamic would be really good and we've done nothing with it. And in fact, Nikki is still coming out in her super gear gear and after around about four minutes Alexa Bliss hit her with the DDT one two three which does mean Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan have both now qualified we haven't done this with the men so I don't get why we did it with the women so I really do think we have to give it a down or angry octopus I mean how dare you upset him we then got reminded the judgment day went all funky last week and kicked edge out of the group because why wouldn't you do that when it was time for Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel if we hadn't had this announcement at the end, I'd have no idea what we were doing. Because I always went crazy to start this and hit around about 54 moves in 8 seconds when Zeke cut him off and hit an AA onto Simba the Steel Steps. I'm like, man, these guys really hate each other. I mean, they have raised the bar. We then cut to a break and somehow when we came back, Kevin Owens was in control. So as ever, I sat down and I pieced together the dots and I'm pretty sure Ezekiel spoke a poem to him and it must have gone like this. Kevin, please hear me. I need your support. I am not a liar. I'll take you to court. I'll sue your ass and then some. You won't be coming back. So take your BS and stick it. You no good dirty hack. Pretty strong stuff, huh? And KO heard this and he was so mad he was able to get back into it. And he hit a frog splash off the apron because he's crazy. It was proper wrestling tennis for a good while. But at one point, Kevin was leaning against Rhea at the ring post because he'd been being beaten up. And Ezekiel went to give him a stinger splash. Kevin Owens got out of the way, meaning Ezekiel talked himself on the head. And this is when it all went absolutely bonkers because Ezekiel rolled back into the ring, whereas Kevin Owens stomped around and on the announce table saying, no, it's Elias, it's Elias, why does nobody believe me it's Elias? And the referee counted about. It's only fair to say that Owens was excellent throughout all of this, but what was that finish? I mean, Kevin Owens knows the rules. Why would he shut down here? And look, especially if you want to prove a point to someone, you beat them in the ring for the one, two, three. 
but this was just really, really late. This may get even more crazier next week, though, because afterwards, Ezekiel said, hey, Kevin, I've got some news for you, and next week on Raw, do you know who is going to return? My brother Elias. Ooh, lally. Now that's excited because what do we have planned here? Like, can this man grow a massive beard in a week? That would be the best. Or there's some rumours out there that Damien Sandow is going to be brought back to the company because he kind of looks like Elias. And if we do do that, I'm not going to lie to you, I will do a backflip. But there was a lot of good here and I do find many elements of this entertaining, so I am going to give it an up. Where's he gone? Oh, there he is. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Look, he's happy at the moment, but I'm sorry. That stupid, stupid ending, so ending, not only does it get the angry one, but it's getting it down. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. MVP and Omos were then out, and Umvuk cut a promo beforehand... When he started to run down Cedric Alexander, I knew what was going to happen, and I was right. Because we've all seen how Cedric has been treated on television as of late, and he came to the ring, he was having a match with MVP. Almost kind of distracted him, but not really. MVP hit the playmaker, one, two, three. I think this went about a minute. Almost just threw him out the ring afterwards, so that's it for that guy. And do not forget, Cedric's big revenge during all of this was at Money in the Bank, not at Money in the Bank, at Hell in a Cell, where he jumped at the big man and got punched right in the face. So I don't even know how we're going to rehab this guy. It didn't really seem fair at all. I don't get it. It is getting a down, and you can already see what's on my head. Also, where were the Dirty Dogs this week? Last week they came out, they're like, oh man, we want to fight you. And this week, they were nowhere to be seen. Raw is really, really weird. Styles was then telling us that he actually agrees with Seth Rollins, that they're not on the same level, because Seth is beneath him. And I thought that was a good line. 
where we cut to Rollins, and once again he just went, because <laughs> that's what he does. It also meant this match was next, and I tell you, I was pumped, because one, these two are some of the best wrestlers in the world, but two, it was a money in the bank qualifying match, so you could really plug yourself in, and all this needed was a clean finish. That was it, and it was going to be good. Kind of got it, but I'll take it. Styles was up for the first part before he got thrown over Alan the announce table. And the best part was, if you listened, you could hear Cody chants. And once again, that is really important. Because if you're out of sight, but not out of mind, it probably means when you come back, you're going to get a thunderous reaction. And if it was up to me, become the whole damn face of the company. AJ then smashed out a face buster as Rollins hit a super kick. And when he went for the curb stomp, AJ was able to reverse that into the calf crusher. And I started to clap like a seal. I mean, it really was smoother than my head. And when Seth connected with it in Suguri, AJ was right back with the Pele kick. It was just like a marriage of love. Stars then suplexed Rollins into the turnbuckle, which looked horrible. This also set him up for the phenomenal forearm. But when he did land on his feet, because he missed, he tweaked his knee or his ankle, and Seth saw that and gave him a chop block. And you know the rules of wrestling. If you can't walk, you're screwed. Rollins still missed a frog splash, so AJ was able to go for the Stars clash. But this is when, of course, Rollins hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment surprise roll-up. And he got the one, two, three. But the little twist here that I really enjoyed is that he hooked the bad leg that AJ Styles had been injured with. And I felt like the commentators could have tied that in more, but it was a nice touch. This was also the first one we did on Raw, and I think the only one. And when you sparingly, it absolutely does work. It's just when you sit down to watch a three-hour show, they go surprise roll-up, surprise roll-up, surprise roll-up, surprise roll-up, and you're just using it as a get out of jail free card. Either way, Seth Rollins is now in the Money in the Bank match. This was top, top stuff. So go and watch it. The octopus did too. I've no idea what happened after this because it was Riddle versus Champa. Now, I think we're meant to think that Miz and Champa have some kind of relationship because, of course, Miz was out here to watch Riddle. Although that's never actually been properly defined. So I'm just guessing and making it up. This was a really solid match and I enjoyed it, but I'm really struggling to get into it when Tommaso is on my screen because it's just so damn clear WWE has no plans for him, which is nuts because he's so damn good. And it was the same here, though, even though it was over pretty quick, with Chumpa actually working over Riddle's foots and tootsie toes because he wanted to teach him a lesson about not wearing shoes. You know the deal, though. Soon after this, Riddle was doing all of Orton's move. He was able to hit the Broton and hit the RKO, and he got the one, two, three. And while this was a really good showcase win for Riddle, once again, I just have the fear in my tum-tum Chumper is not long for this Monday night world. So I'm not going to lie, I was going to down this because I just think, again, we should be doing more with Chumper. But actually, I really enjoyed this for the five minutes it was on my screen. So I'm giving it up and I'm giving it a smiley face. I don't know why I kissed the octopus. That was weird. Bianca Belair was out next. Prepare yourself because this get a little weird. Because as she is now feuding with Rhea Ripley, she was asked about Rhea Ripley, which makes sense. And she said, look, I know she's a great opponent. I know we're going to have bangers of matches because we've had that in the past. But I'm not scared of her, even if she wants to walk around with all her cronies. He did have to say that this new Rhea was soulless. And I was like, oh, no, don't say that. And that her spirit had been eaten away. That last bit isn't true. I said that, but it's the same kind of thing. The most important part, though, is that Bianca Belair is not worried about any of this. And this is when Judgment Day appeared on the big screen. What I really liked about this is that Rhea Ripley was front and center. And the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, maybe that's what's been missing here. She should probably be the leader. They all went on about how the reason they kicked out Edge was because he contradicted his own words. 
So I presume he was a sheep that couldn't look at himself in the mirror. And we are still struggling here because they look so damn cool, but they're so overly scripted. And they sound like you've gone to some weird religious cult and you don't understand what's going on. Rhea even told us that her teeth got knocked loose last week and she really loved it. And I was like, all right, Ripley, whatever you want, man. That's a really strange thing to say when they were done. Do you know whose music started to play in the background? Edges. So much like last week, we haven't updated this, and I imagine there is some kind of deal with Alterbridge, but come on, man, it's the small things. Otherwise, this was okay. I'm very excited about this match because I know what Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair can do, and they have such good defined roles, but I am still on the fence with Judgment Day. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I thought kicking Edge out and bringing Finn Balor in would work, but it's kind of just the exact same thing. The rumor is they're going to be all supernatural soon. Maybe that's what they need. I don't know, but this was all right. Laugh and smiles. Theory was in the back next, and he was just taking shots at Bobby Lashley and John Cena. And yes, if you can believe it, these are going to be his next two opponents. And if he does beat both of them, maybe, just maybe, I'll start to believe that he is going to get a proper push. It also means it's time to throw in another down, though, because we had seen Theory, so out came Mustafa Ali, who was his last rival. And he was just taking on Chad Gable, and he just lost in around about two minutes down. Now, I like Alpha Academy very much. Mustafa Ali is absolutely brilliant. But this was one of those that while everything they were doing in the ring was really good, you couldn't shake the feeling down here that it's never going to go anywhere. And ultimately, WWE doesn't really care. Mustafa Ali also looked like an absolute idiot because he was about to win the thing, but then Oates was on the outside going, distraction, distraction. So he went to focus on him. He got hit with the Chaos Theory suplex instead. Chad Gable beat him. Imagine this goes absolutely nowhere. This makes me a sad panda, and I want to be a happy bear. Down. And what say you, Mr. Octopus? I don't know what we're waiting for. He doesn't talk. Right, okay, now everybody has to sit down, which is what you should be doing anyway, because it's weird to watch YouTube standing up, unless you're on a train. I don't know how we got here. But it was Veer versus Rey Mysterio, and get this, it went three minutes and Veer just beat him. That's right. And he totally beat him up before this too. He got him in the cervical clutch, which destroyed Rey Mysterio's cervix. I laugh every time. I'm such an idiot. Rey tapped out in about three seconds. And I sat there for a good while just doing this. Veer even smashed up Dominic for a while during this. And then just got back in the ring and finished off his dad. So I don't know what to do about this. But after thinking about it for a prolonged time... I suppose it was the right thing to do. Because on the one hand, you do have Rey Mysterio, one of the greatest wrestlers ever, who probably should be being treated better. But on the other, if WWE's plan right now, we've said this before, we'll say it again, is to push Veer, then you've got to push Veer. Because how many times have we been half in and half out with something? It's like, well, this isn't working. I can't connect to this. Whereas now we're saying, no, Veer man is like a proper super duper megastar who will wreck your life and he's going right to the top. This is absolutely better than giving up, which we do do a lot because what do you get then nothing and while this is a very tentative up because i'm not entirely sure where it's headed i am going to give it an up but we have to use this that has to come out for the next 72 years and say i beat ray mysterio then he probably should win a championship i mean if you have a better idea i'd love to hear it Man, oh man, am I intrigued about this. Which brings us to our main event, and I'm going to give you one guess as to what it was. I'll give you a few seconds. If you guessed Pose Down, you win a prize. I'll get you a cookie. But also, 
That's right. Why are we doing a pose down to Ed Raw? But it was a flex off between Theory and Bobby Lashley just because they had both looked at each other's biceps last week. And Anna Pierce was out here too and even called it the Theory Invitational Pose Down. Like, we're going to do this again. So I don't know what train this is we've gotten on. And we even had rules here because Adam was all like, there'll be three poses. You could choose the poses. You could do the poses. And everyone will cheer. And I was like, yeah. What did you think a pose down was going to do? I presumed it was this. I mean, I presume there may be some Cuban out there that had never seen a pose down, so may have freaked out. And the absolute best bit is that Theory was being an absolute goober to begin with. So Adam Pearce said, if you don't get on that podium, I will disqualify you. Because WWE, no matter what it is, is obsessed with DQs. This was all standard stuff though, and after they had done double bicep and side chest, the most muscular, everybody had to cheer and boo one, and we all cheered for Bob, and we all booed Theory. And I mean, we could have done this before the pose down, and it wouldn't make a blind bit of difference. Theory couldn't handle any of this though, so he squirted baby oil into Lashley's eyes, who was all like, oh no, I can't see. And then all he did was drop kick him out the ring. He didn't take advantage of this at all, and he got his phone out and he started to dance with his title. Now this really should have been in the middle of the show because while it was fine and proper sports entertainment, ending Raw with it was just such a disappointment because you said to yourself, or at least I did, I just sat through 180 minutes of wrestling and this was my payoff. And I know the big basketball game was on, but I wasn't watching the big basketball game. I only care about how I felt and you gotta give it a down. I'm also not really into this feud and it's kind of come out of nowhere. So yeah, this was a pretty crappy ending to Raw. To be honest, the whole show was just all right. It was okay. It was fine. It was inoffensive. Probably needs a little bit of a buzz and maybe we'll get that money in the bank. Don't know whether to give it up or down. I'd like to give it a thumbs in the middle. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my octopus friend and I'm going to do him like half and half, which does work. Oh, it does work. Look, there you go. There's his sad face. There's his happy face. So by complete accident, my feelings on Raw, that guy down there. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 